Thompson's again. This is Gail. They should have never gave you platforms. Good with y'all out there. I'm your host, Kamal. This another episode of The Gap. Hey, I got the best audience out there. Give yourself a goddamn hand clap. Kids are watching. At least they learning. That's if they watching, you feel me? <laughs> Hell yeah. Once again, I got the best audience out there. I appreciate y'all, man. From the beautiful to the ugly to the in-betweeners. Hey, man, I'd like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garment. It's made with 100% Egyptian cotton. You know what? The designs is fire. And if it look good on me, it's going to look good on your ugly ass. For my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But I do need to tell y'all to sub and share. Sub and share for your boy. Helps out the channel tremendously. And I appreciate the people that's been watching, getting the numbers up, the subs up, and getting the pod numbers up. Appreciate all you motherfuckers. For my potters out there, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Google Podcasts, and I'm on SoundCloud. Across all those platforms, all you gotta do is either type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson NT. Bam, and I'll pop right up. Alright, let's get right into it. We got to talk about what the hell is going on with Juneteenth and how it's not for sale. Juneteenth is not for sale. Once again, Juneteenth is not for sale. God damn, Walmart. Snaps, bruh. Heard of how you snaps, you feel me? Because I'm trying to tone down my cussing. All right, Walmart. Hold on. Also, this company, Bacom Corp, F you. You feel me? You know why? Because these motherfuckers gonna trademark Juneteenth. What? Theodore L. Harris, you could go suck a bunch of iguana dicks. I dare you trademark this. I dare you trademark Juneteenth. Juneteenth is not for sale. F all that. This needs to be heard. Everybody talking about the Walmart and the great value, they weak-ass design, and they weak-ass ice cream, trying to sell it on Juneteenth. And you know what? They almost got us. All right, man? Shout out to Who Got the Ox. I was listening to his broadcast, and he was talking about it, and he didn't even know the flavors. Until he found out the flavor, he was like, hmm. And he's a black man. And they almost get us. Because the flavors. They know black people love cheesecake and red velvet. And they gonna squirrel it together. Jesus Christ. Damn. That shit probably good. <laughs> Damn you. Come up with a genius plan at swirling cheesecake and red velvet. And then try to sell it on Juneteenth. And try to sell it to black people. Damn you. Juneteenth is not for sale. They almost got us. Damn. <laughs> Man, bro. Like, this is crazy, bro. First of all, I didn't even know you could trademark a holiday. 
So you can trademark a holiday. Second of all, I think this is illegal in my opinion. It might not be, but he trademarked the goddamn Juneteenth basically a couple months before Joe Biden made it a national holiday. How the hell you do that? How do you know this information? This shit insider trading. That's white collar crime, people. White collar crime. God damn it. I don't like it. Once again, I'm a rebrand name again. We need to be boycotting this motherfucker. We all on Walmart neck. This the real motherfucking supervillain. I bet you this motherfucker got a cat. Theodore L. Harris. This guy. Trademark Juneteenth. Which essentially means that if any product or anything is sold under the, the slogan Juneteenth, if he feels like either taking it down or getting some money out of it, he can. What company you work for? Company you own? Volcom Corp. Once again, Juneteenth is not for sale. It's pissed me off, man. I've been celebrating Juneteenth since I was a little kid. Shout out to my uncle, Uncle Aaron. Shout out to you, bruh. Putting me up on game. Black culture. Thank you. I've been celebrating that shit for the longest. Knowing all the little candles. It's like seven candles. Emoji, uh, all the rest of them. I'll be forgetting them. But y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Juneteenth is not for sale. We need to be outraged against him. Not just Walmart. Walmart the face. He the evil mastermind. Trademarking Juneteenth. Ain't nobody talking about this motherfucker. Why is that? We want to talk about Walmart and a great value ice cream, which sucks anyway. Great value is trash. It's the trash of the trash of the trash when it comes to ice cream. Jesus Christ. If you want real ice cream, go to Blue Bunny. Juneteenth not for sale. I'm going to keep saying that. Then they had the caucasity to be like, all right, we're going to put this on, you know, a month before Juneteenth. They ain't going to notice. And they didn't even try to give no money to any black-owned businesses. What? They even try to cut them a percentage. They try to be like, we in solidarity with y'all. We're going to have black hands. High-fiving together. Why they ain't handshaking? Why they gotta be high-fiving? Black people know how to do handshakes too. We don't just greet each other. Yeah, you know what I mean? Even though most of us, you know, we, we greeting each other like that. <laughs> but goddamn it, we handshake. Juneteenth is not for sale. Message. They made it a national holiday. They trying to cash in. Just like they trying to do with cannabis. Juneteenth is not for sale. Jeez. Y'all got your own holiday? President's Day? Independence Day? You know what? Actually, that's what I'm going to do. I've been doing research. You feel me? I'm going to try to trademark the 4th of July. 
And I'm, when it happened, I'm going to be like, smiling away. Uh-huh. Mark my words. It ain't already trademarked. I'm going to trademark 4th of July. Another good point people were bringing up. People ain't trying to sell products of the Holocaust. Message. No, they not. So why are they doing it here? Theodore. You weak ass, man. God damn. Juneteenth is not for sale. For some of y'all don't even know what Juneteenth is. Juneteenth is when the last slave found out they was free. And it took them two years. We were free in 1863. How we ain't, ain't going to know until all of us is free? 1865, June 19th. What? Juneteenth is not for sale. God damn. Tired of this. Most of y'all didn't even know what Juneteenth was until last year. I give some of y'all the benefit of the doubt. Some of y'all didn't know what Juneteenth was until two years ago. Now y'all all about it. Theodore! Gonna trademark Juneteenth. Pasty face, white motherfucker. God damn. This nigga, bruh. Look like a goddamn person that's trying to capitalize on black pain. Theodore L. Harris. Boy, you look like you look like you look like dry snot. What? God damn. My sources, the damn world. Chills in the uproar. And Walmart pulled it off their shelves. I don't give a damn. The damage is done. We see what y'all trying to do. And shout out to my co-host, my one of my best friends, my other show, the Magic Think Tank Podcast. Frank, he called it out. He said, as soon as it's a holiday, they gonna start trying to get paid from me. And what happened? Less than a year later, they trying to get paid from Juneteenth. How do we not? Man, sometimes, bro, like the info. And I, I blame myself too, man, as black people. How do we not know that we trademark a holiday? I, actually, most people probably don't. <laughs> most people probably don't even know that shit, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Conspiracy, supremacy, all the C's. Baby motherfucking playing chess. Theodore L. Harris, Balcom Corp. It's a chemical corporation. They got the rights of Juneteenth. That should be the or, out, outrage, the uproar. Walmart. Walmart's shitty anyway. Go to Target. The f once again, man, Juneteenth is not for sale. 
unless y'all want to give us $10 billion. Oh, my God. We know you got it, Biden. Get this out of here. Man. All right, y'all. Y'all know what time we about to get it to. Y'all know what segment we about to get into. We about to get into the sad segment. And I got to talk about this movie right here. Black Excellence. A classic. Yes, I said classic. Because it is. Just how Juneteenth is Black Excellence. This movie right here. Juice. I'm going to say it's on Amazon Prime. But God damn it, it's been on every network. Been on Netflix, been on Hulu, been on cable. Man, you could get it anywhere. It's on YouTube. But right now, the main network is on is Amazon Prime. And I gotta talk about Black Excellence Juice, you feel me? I'm gonna start talking about more movies that were like excellent to me in my childhood and excellent to me now. Juice. Uh-huh. Alright, since I'm a stat teacher, I'm going to hit y'all with the stizzats. IMD gave it a 7. What? And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 79%. Oh, hell to the nizzle. Y'all get the poo sound. Those critics. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you give Pretty Woman a higher rating than Juice. What the hell was y'all watching? Now, I agree with the people. People gave it a 90%. Let's go. Hand claps for that. Y'all, y'all know what's up. Hell yeah. You feel me? Hell yeah. Woo! 90%. Classic. If you ain't seen it, then you must be living with SpongeBob. I'm going to let y'all think about that. This came out January 17, 1992. This was directed by Ernest R. Dickerson. And this has some motherfucking legends as some actors, man. R.P. to Tupac Shakur. Damn, man. If he was still living, I bet you he'd be one of the greatest actors of all time. Because he acted his ass off on this. He was Bishop. You feel me? We got the legendary Omar Epps. He was Q. You feel me? Got the legendary Samuel L. Jackson. I don't even know his name in this movie. We just call him Old Arcade Ninja. He the one ran an arcade. He had his other friends. Raheem. Still. Shout out to them, man. Hey, man. Y'all get the motherfucking air horns. This is great, man. I love me some juice. Shit. Essentially, the plot of this movie was. It was just four young black men growing up in Harlem. They were going through their trials and tribulations. Q was a DJ, you feel me? He was trying to get his DJ thing on and stuff like that. And hold on, I'm going to say one thing about, about Q and his relationship. First of all, Q was in high school. He was no older than 17. What's wrong with that 30-year-old woman having sexual relations with Q? What? That ain't right. That ain't right. I didn't know. When I got older and I started watching them, I'm like, Wait a minute, something wrong here. She's 30 plus, divorcing her husband. Getting that young D. Jesus Christ. That ain't right. That's predatory. 
but I digress. Anyway, it's just Shodan for growing up in the hood, you feel me? Raheem, he uh he has like a baby at a young age with this young lady, and this young lady, she start dating this older dude, the dude that got the car. Flex! Flex Washington! Look, another legend! Flex Washington! Damn! She started dating him. He the one with the car, the older guy. Another predatory motherfucker, man. Y'all remember in high school, had them old cats that was showing up with the fly rise, had the fly gear, and you wonder like, how he got hurt? Because he's a predator. He got all the money and stuff. Going after young girls. What's wrong with that? Bro is like 30. Jesus Christ. Flex Watcher was like 30. Maybe he was 25. Either way, it was wrong. There's a lot of predatory stuff going on. And this is what goes on in the hood for real, though. Message. God damn. Yeah, but then you got like him, you know, Bishop, Q, Steel. They all were friends. They all hanging out. And they always ditching school. You feel me? They wasn't going to school. School wasn't teaching them nothing anyway. It's like, we we ain't being in school. But then, they're showing the trials and tribulations, what's going on. Bishop, his thing was like, his his dad, was it his dad or his grandpa? It was, I think it was his, his grandpa. But his grandpa was basically out of it. You don't know what was wrong with him, but he just was not there. He was mentally not there no more. And now it's, you know, getting the bishop and stuff. And then another thing that was getting the bishop was like the local gang. They was the first, like, they was the first Captain Planet gang, in my opinion. They was multi-culture. You had a Puerto Rican. You had a black dude. You had a, uh, you had a white dude somehow came out at times. He was, I'm here. <laughs> Bro, they had all races. They had an Asian dude in the gang. God damn. And they were terrorizing the city. They were terrorized Bishop in all types of shit. So you had the local gangs terrorizing them. You had the police terrorizing them. The security terrorizing them. You had everything terrorizing these four black kids. Especially Bishop. And so like, you know, they showing their life and stuff like that. And they was also uh, showing like they hanging out and stuff. You feel me? Their favorite movie was Scarface, especially Bishop. Bishop was hyped off that. You know why? Because he's getting picked on. And he was getting bullied that time. He was like, you know what? I'm tired of this, bro. I want to be like Scarface. And he was trying to get the gang all riled up to like, man, we let everybody punk us. The police, the local gang, which, in fact, the local gang was only punk and bishop. They ain't even the other guys. Like, they left them alone for some reason. <laughs> How you all with your old boy, all your boys, and they only pick on you, bro? Damn. But then, like, he was all man. He was like, man, we, I'm tired of this. We need to do something about it. And their solution was to rob the local liquor store, which was owned by an Asian dude. Think about it. Shit that happened in the hood. We own no ownership. There's always some Asian cat owning the liquor store, either Asian or Arab. Message. Hmm. But yeah, they got the bright, like got the bright idea to do it and stuff. You know, like. Q never wanted to do it. You feel me? Still was kind of uh. Raheem, they all was against it at first, but then Raheem came around because he saw his girl with the dude, and he was like, 
damn, I need to get money to provide for my baby and get my girl back. And then, like, you know, still came around because, like, he was just impressionable. And, like, you know, it's younger, bro. You know how it is, bro. Them young niggas easily influenced. So he got easily influenced. And Q was still against it. But then what happened was they ended up getting a gun. A little revolver or something like that. They got a gun. And now there's all, I'm ready. I'm about to go in. So then, like, they went to, the, like, the local arcade. You feel me? You know what I mean? Well, Bishop was there at first. And then, like, the local gang came around. Start terrorizing. I don't know why he didn't whoop they ass. They look like they didn't have no hands anyway. <laughs> like, could have gave one. I got. And then like, uh, they 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 fighting outside the local arcade and shit, and the police come around and stuff like that. And, bro, what happened was Bishop Bishop had the the doop doop on him. It did, bro. Followed him into the alley and he popped his ass. But before that. It's like, it's to say, like, some, you know, some, I don't know. Some people, when they get a gun, they just, they whole, whole attitude chain, they whole model chain. That's what happened with Bishop. Is like, it started a power struggle between him and his crew. And like, Q, like I said, Q wanted to be a DJ. He was doing the DJ thing. You know, his friends making fun of him, like, oh, you a local DJ, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, damn, nigga, y'all ain't gonna support? Goddamn. At least he's trying to do something better than slanging. I'm trying to better than robbing the liquor store, you feel me? But then he went and uh what you call it? He uh he went to this audition and they had the legendary Queen Latifah there running the shit, you feel me? Oh, I made a mistake. Flex Washington wasn't the the boyfriend of the the uh, Raheem's ex or whatever. It was some Somalian looking nigga. My bad. Flex Washington was in line trying to be in a DJ and he was arguing with Queen Latifah and she was like, yo shit, weak. Get the fuck out of here. And then, you know, Q did his thing and, you know, boom, got an audition to play it. Like, they did DJing battles and stuff like that. So he got in and what they did was set up the robbery the same night as the DJ battle. So it's the alibi. But then what happened was they, they scouted the shit out. And it went all wrong because they was only supposed to rob rob the spot. And what happened was Bishop ended up popping the dude, taking the money. And then they all skirmished, went to the back alley, and they was all nervous and shit. And then uh, Raheem was like, give me the gun, bruh. Nah, and then Rashi was like, nah, get the Diggity. back. I'm the one with the gun. I'm going to keep it. And they start tussling, and then Bishop, fire out. Raheem killed him. Popped his ass. Your own kind, bruh. At times. But then, what happened was, word got around, all that shit. Then Raheem had his funeral. And Bishop was at the funeral. And Q and Steel knew what happened. And Burr Bishop was menacing. He just became a psycho. He was all hugging him on. And Raheem was like a brother to me. Happened. You looking like God damn. This nigga is crazy. And then, you know what? And went back, went back to the school and shit. And then like the uh the cops start questioning them and stuff like that. And like all their stories are kind of faulty and stuff like that. Bishop was all cool, he was crazy menacing and stuff. Q didn't really say nothing. Still was scared shitless. 
Oh my God. But they didn't talk. And then what happened was, like I said earlier, the fight happened between the multi-culture gang and Bishop. And then Bishop saw his two, the two homies, man. He saw Steel and Q across the street. They was like, nah, bro, we ain't even going to chip in. They might, they might get his ass. And they walked away. And Bishop saw it. And then they, uh, the police came. They ran out, broke out. And then the, the Spanish leader of the multicultural gang ran after him in the back alley. And Bishop had to doop-doop and hit him with a blah-blah. Popped his ass. Killed him. Bishop was going on a killing spree. Then, what happened was, Bishop went up to the school, and he saw it. He went up to Q, like Q was opening his locker. Boop! Closed the locker, and Bishop was right there. I swear when I see that scene, I hear the Undertaker music. Don't. Looked at Q, and he was like, and this is my favorite, this is my favorite monologue, and his favorite scene. I don't know why, but I love it. And then Bishop was like, it's all you and you know, still across the street. I'm paraphrasing, I ain't saying it line a lot. You know, and he basically looked at me and was like, you know what, back then, I was tripping. You know, just called me crazy. You know, I used to trip, I was tripping off of it and stuff like that. But now, you wanna know something? Crazy. And you know something else? I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about Raheem. I don't give a fuck about Steel. And if any one of y'all say anything, I don't give a fuck about myself. I will end all y'all shit. Essentially, I did it word for word, but that's what that's basically what he was saying. He don't give a f about nothing, bruh. And he ready to pop off on anybody. And then, you feel me? Q went back to uh to Samuel Jackson, oh oh arcade nigga, who on the arcade, he basically kinda was kinda telling him what happened. And then what happened, bro? This nigga Q went off somewhere. Bishop came looking for him, asked Samuel Jackson where Burr at. Then he found, he found him, found him in the apartment building, and then the infamous elevator scene. And then that's when No the Ledge by Rakim go off. And the, he looking, and they in the elevator. Q looking like this, Bishop looking at him like, in a full, ele full elevator. People, full of people in the elevator. This nigga Bishop pulled out the doo doo and started blasting. That's how you knew that nigga wild. And then, bruh, he start running, start popping. Bishop wasn't a good shot. This nigga was missing everything. Then they went up on the roof. Oh, he ended up killing his, like, he didn't kill Still, but he popped him. He shot him. Because he told Still, like, bro, don't be telling nothing. And then, like, Still was like, bro, I ain't gonna talk. And he was like, bro, I know you gonna talk. Bow, pop him. And then he ended up in the hospital. But then they had the infamous fight scene on the roof. You feel me? This nigga Bishop gun had no more bullets and then they start fighting. <laughs> friends on friends fighting. Bow, 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 bow. And then what happened? Q hit the nigga. Bishop over the roof. He tried to save him. Hands start slipping. Q, don't let me go. Ah! And then Q's like, I can't hold on, brother. But then he got a look like, 
I should have dropped this nigga. I don't know. That's what it looked like. I don't know. I could be wrong. And boom. Slip, drop, dead. And all the kids ran out onto the roof. I don't know why, though. <laughs> How did they even know they were on the roof? What? How? How? But then, bro came up to him and was like, Sent. He was like, You got the juice now. What? That was it. And what does that mean? Hold on. Does that mean one, once you kill somebody that you got the juice? Is that what it means? Or you got the glory? What What the? I don't know, bro. It didn't matter. Classic. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. <laughs> yeah. You got the juice now. Let's go. Hell yeah. Classic. Loved it. Love the cinematography. Love the direction. Love the storyline. It really tells you how shit be going on in the hood. It be like your own friends at times going against each other. End up popping you or going against you. A lot of black issues. It showed one with the ownership of the goddamn liquor store. It wasn't a black person. It was an Asian person. Mm. It also showed that like the school system is all up ain't nobody learning in there that's why they didn't even want to go you feel me it showed the the how predatory the uh black community can be when it comes to relationship and dating from both parts the high school the high school black dude q and the high school black chick raheem girlfriend both getting preyed on by older people whole bunch of messaging going on here you feel me such a this is a great classic movie Feel me? Oh my god. Like I said, loved it. You feel me? Look it. I always say, I don't encourage you, nor discourage you, nor do I, uh, you feel me? I just give my goddamn opinion on the damn movie or the film. What? Film, same thing. The show <laughs> or the album that I review. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, go kick rocks or something. Eat a boulder, eat worm. I don't give a damn. Oh, <laughs> all right, you feel me? Once again, this was a classic. This is Juice on Amazon Prime, but it's it been on everywhere. It's been on Netflix, Hulu, cable, all that. BET, MTV. Well, it wasn't on MTV, but y'all get my drift. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? Y'all go check it out, bro. Juice. I got the juice now. What? Feel me? All right. Y'all know what time it is. Ooh-wee. It is. Meantime. Meantime. I love my memes. And, uh, all right. Since we talked about juice, you know I had to get some juice memes. And need some juicy memes right here. Okay. So, uh, we got on the top. He got LeBron James and he hugging Kyrie when Kyrie played for Boston. You know, give him the hug. He's like, yeah, bro, you did your thing. And then they got the bottom. He got, you know, Bishop, a.k.a. Tupac. And he got Q. And he got Raheem looking. And when Bishop hugged, uh, you know, Q after they got into a little scuffle fight at, at the crib. And it reads at top. Knew this look familiar. Got the emoji. Crying and stuff. And at the bottom. Braun think he Bishop from the movie Juice. <laughs>
Yay, getting that look like. No, but bro, bro, we gon' we gon' act kumbaya and shit like that. You feel me? <laughs> oh my god! Wow, wow, that's how the look go, bro. That's crazy. All right, bro. We talked about Juneteenth and how Juneteenth is not for sale. It's not for sale. And who we have in the picture? Rachel Adawosa. Whatever her last name is, I don't give a damn. Alright? The white chick that was teaching somewhere that considered herself an African American. She clearly was born right white. But she practicing her transracialness. What? Okay. And I had to get a Juneteenth motherfucking meme. And it reads, Happy Juneteenth, my cracker. <laughs> no. No, it didn't. <laughs> oh, my God, bruh. Good Lord. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. They trying to take everything from black people. From our culture to our holidays. Damn. <laughs> Jeez. All right. I got another juice meme for y'all, man. Oh, my goodness. And we all done gave this look before. It shows Bishop and that look when he was in the, uh, just the elevator scene. You know that look you give? We all know. And I'm going to read. That look you give when you know they lying. And this the look. I know you bunch of, I know you full of shit right now. I know you full gazy. But I'm going to still give you the benefit of the doubt. That's the look. <laughs> We all done get that look before. We knew a motherfucker was lying. We just gave him the look like. I can't believe you spewing this bullshit right now. The audacity of you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. Oh. oh man, my heart. My heart. Oh. Meme time, man. I love meme time. Oh, my goodness. Woo! All right, man. Y'all already know I got the best audience out there. Please give yourself a damn hand clap. Feel me? The, if the kids are watching, at least they learning. You feel me? Oh, my God, bro. Once again, I got the best audience out there. Y'all getting the numbers up. You feel me? The subs are going up. The views on the pods is going up. More reviews, though, man. More reviews. Come on, people. Come on. But thank you to the people that's giving kind words. And thank you to the ugly motherfuckers that's talking shit. I appreciate y'all. Like I said, I always appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful to the in-betweeners. You feel me? Once again, I'm your host, Kamal. This is another episode of The Gab. For my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But I do need to tell y'all to sub and share. 
Sub and share for your boy. It helps out the channel tremendously. For my potters out there, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, and I'm on SoundCloud. Across all those platforms, all you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson ENT. Boom, and I'll pop right up. Once again, I'd like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. The motherfucking garments is fire. It's made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. The designs are fire. It look good. And if it look good on me, it's going to look good on your ugly ass. On that note, once again, Juneteenth is not for sale. On that note, I'm out. Theodore L. Harris, Walmart. All these cocksuckers, they think they got the juice. Well, let me tell you, you ain't got shit, okay? This was a game. This was a game.